Hello and welcome to Failsafe Fitness Podcast. My name is Michael Joshua and I am the owner and CEO of Failsafe Fitness Limited. I am a personal trainer, nutrition and weight management advisor and a golf performance coach. Mash all those together and you've got one very messy business where I also do greenkeeping for the golf club that I work at. This is going to be a short and sharp podcast for me. Um, I've already recorded this once and it's failed, so that's good news. It's a great start to a weekend. Um, if you haven't listened to the show before, please go back and listen. I've been doing this all the way through 2023. I've got some great tips and advice on how to be a better golfer, how to be better in the gym, and how to be better with your nutrition. We're going to continue the story of vitamins this week. We're going to look at a gym ball exercise to get you through tough session or recover from an injury and I'm not going to give you advice this week on your golf I'm going to talk about the two most contentious points of the week which is John Rahm going to live golf and what I think of the ball issue so what have I been up to this week well I've been training if you saw the video from I think it was Wednesday which took me two days to upload by the way it's been awful Thanks for that, YouTube. I look disgusting. I feel disgusting. I'm 109 kilo, 45 years of age. I haven't done anything for three years, and I'm really struggling to get back into a routine. But I'm going to trust the process because I have a little reward system for myself, and in three months' time, if I hit my reward, everybody's going to see the benefits of that, including me. And it's not just the way I look. <clears throat> so yeah it's been a, an interesting week uh i've struggled a little bit the first session was a lot of kettlebells and a bit of squatting and i really did feel it i think dt which was one of my favorite workouts um at crossfit really did i did struggle with dt but i got through it and we're getting on with it clients this week we've managed to between you all, well done, congratulations, you've lost 15 pounds in weight, you've lost 7 inches of different areas of your body over the last few weeks as well, so well done. It's been a good week for training. Congratulations. Again, if you do like this show, like, subscribe and share with your friends. We're going to get into the nutrition part of it now. Um, as I say, it's going to be a quick fire podcast. I have already done this once, so I'm going to fly through it. I do apologize if I am talking like I'm <clears throat> a rat deserting a sinking ship. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's been an interesting week or so for me. Um, <clears throat> I'm trying to find my little but yeah we're going to talk about some more vitamins obviously we went through the a vitamins and b vitamins for the last couple of weeks it has been interesting to see your response to that thank you very very much it has been a pleasure looking at some of the comments that have come off it a lot of people don't um don't tend to look at what's gone on you know in terms of 
they've looked at the podcast, they've looked at this, they've listened to this, but they don't connect the two. And I think this week with the vitamins, a lot of people have been starting to connect the two. And it's been fantastic to see. So let's get into it. So vitamin C, D, E, and K are the vitamins that we are going to be talking about this week. And they're the last ones on our little vitamin cheat sheet, which I will put up on the blog at some point. Vitamin C, as we all know, is an antioxidant. It helps make new cells and improves your immune system. So getting out there, getting some fruit juice in you, getting some peppers, some broccoli tomorrow, and spinach, those are the biggest contributors to vitamin C. Um, please take it on board, especially in this weather. It's going to help improve your immune system, especially for the last three years we've had. Vitamin D. Vitamin D strengthens and helps form bones, teeth, via calcium and phosphorus, egg yolks, fatty fish, liver, and sunlight. Now, if you live in the UK, you probably haven't seen any sunlight since the end of goddamn June, because all it's done is rain, 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 and rain some more. So if you are struggling a little bit in terms of vitamin D, I recommend, and I do this with a lot of my clients, and I do this myself, December and January, the two darkest months of the year for the UK, go and get yourself a one-a-day vitamin D tablet, and that will help boost your immune system, help boost and strengthen your bones, and it's just going to help you be better through the winter. So when you come out of it, you're not come January, February, when you're back outside trying to play golf or tennis or whatever it may be, you're not going to feel like crap and you're going to get some colds. So vitamin C and vitamin D, very important. Get them into your system, and then when you we, we get to go and play golf again or tennis or rugby or whatever the hell it is in the new year, you're going to be ready to go. Vitamin E acts as another antioxidant and helps stabilize cell membranes. <clears throat> So each cell in your body has a little membrane, and if that membrane is, is weak and poor, then it's probably vitamin E that you're lacking, and you're not going to be able to build new muscle, build new cells, and regenerate them as quickly as you need them. So getting taking on board some nuts, some avocado, tofu, whole grains, and seeds will help you intake some vitamin E. And finally, the last vitamin on the cheat sheet is vitamin K. Essential for blood clotting and helping regulate blood calcium. So calcium needs to obviously travel around the body to go where it needs to go. And obviously, blood clotting. Blood doesn't clot. You're going to bleed out. You're going to die. That's simple. So taking on broccoli, Brussels sprouts, especially with, with winter here. Who doesn't love a Brussels, Brussels sprout? I'm weird. I love fresh Brussels sprouts. I think they're amazing. Yeah, the after effects aren't great. But fresh Brussels sprouts compared to frozen ones, I can't stand frozen, they're disgusting. But fresh Brussels sprouts, leafy greens, and some liver will get you your vitamin K for essential vitamins. I'll put the cheat sheet up on the podcast on the podcast. I'll put the cheat sheet up on the blog at the website. So that's failsafefitness.weebly.com. Go and take a look at it. You'll be amazed at what's on there. Moving into your exercise of the week then, folks. So this is an exercise I did 50 of yesterday. Um, as you know, I've been suffering a little bit of bursitis in my left knee. Left knee had an injury on a few uh, years ago now. 
um, which left me with only half the cartilage in that knee. I haven't really been doing a lot of squatting. I haven't been doing a lot of running. I certainly haven't played a lot of golf in the last six weeks at all. So the soreness has kind of gone away, but still a little bit sore. So this is a little exercise I do with new clients and people who are having a, a couple of issues with their knees. So take a gym ball, one of those big massive balls you find in the gym, get one of those. And all you're gonna do, you're either gonna do like I did yesterday, I did 50 air squats. <laughs> so I'm gonna squat onto the ball. So at the bottom of the squat, which is where all the compression is happening in the knee, <clears throat> all that compression is causing stress on the knee. So getting out of the bottom of a squat is hard because everything's got to pull tight again to get you out of it. So what the ball at the bottom does is help you get out of that squat, helps you bounce out of it a little bit freer. It's going to work your quads and your hamstrings, not necessarily your glutes because your glutes are the ones that need to fire to get you out of that squat. <clears throat> but it's still going to help you get some volume in and build some muscle without overstressing a either current injury or a previous injury. So go and do it. Squatting, you can even weight that if you want. Weighted vest, maybe dumbbell, maybe even a kettlebell. You can weight that. But it takes the stress out of the bottom of the squat. <clears throat> Getting into golf. Now this is going to take a little bit longer for me to explain i'm probably going to go on a bit of a rant at some point but this is the these it's not going to be a how to or a why to this is something that i need to get off my chest it's the two biggest things that have happened in golf for the last decade we've lost the second world number three to live golf john ram has gone to live everybody's got their price and i think I don't think there's anyone in the world going to argue with me on this. If you were doing your current job, whatever it may be, your current job now, and offered you five times the salary for one, one quarter of the work, you would rip their arm off. I don't care who you are, but you are going to take that money and take that workload and enjoy your life. And I cannot fault John Ram for this. Who I do fault for this is the PGA Tour, the RNA, and the idiots that run our game. And I say idiots because they're idiots. They're an amateur society. The USGA and RNA are amateur golfers. They're amateur people. They're not even professional people. They're not even golfers who are on the tour. They're just amateurs who are messing with our wonderful game. So not only have they lost our world number three for the second time because cam smith was the first one to go but they're also going to screw with the golf balls that we use and we'll get into that in a little bit with this golf ball rollback <clears throat> so here we go john ram i think has left the pga tour because the leadership at the pga is done i think jay monahan has done a bad job he, he stepped up to the plate when, when Liv kicked off. He kicked everybody off the tour. 
and I think rightly so. I think they, they you know, they, they did this, they did that. They took the money, they've taken the consequences, they've left the tour. Great. Done. See you later. We don't need you, and I still don't think we need them. I still think we need John Rahm. But then the PIF go above his head, and the, the tour board have negotiated that the PIF are going to underpin the PGA Tour and the DP World Tour, and they're going to run it. And PGA Tour is run as non-profit, and then it's going to be for-profit, which, yeah, whatever. You know, after a year of going capping hand to sponsors to try and keep players on the tour, clearly everybody's got a price, and you can't compete with the $650 billion that the PIF have got. Elevated events, I think a lot of players, including John Rahm, were suspect over these elevated events. There's like, was it eight or 12 events next year are going to be top 50 or top 70 with no cut? That's disgusting. You're just making the rich richer. There's no advantageous thing for the tour to do that. Then PIF and PGA. Now, by the 31st of December, there's got to be an alliance and an agreement reached so that the PIF and the PGA Tour can work as one. Because this merger wants to happen. So Ram going to live is probably I'm going to take the money while I can get it. I'm going to secure my children's 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 future. And I'll be back on the tour in inside 12, 18 months, maybe two years. He's 28 years of age. He'll be 30 when that happens. And he'll have enough money in his back pocket to pay whatever fines or whatever he needs to to get back onto the tour. And he's probably secretly somewhere signed his agreement and somewhere in that agreement says whatever fines the PIF will pay to get him back on the PGA Tour. And the other part of it with John Ram is his endorsements. So we all know that early in 2023, he signed a deal with Callaway. Now, Callaway did it weird. They, they were sponsors of Phil Mickelson for a very long time. And, you know, Ram has stepped to the forefront with Paradigm coming out. And he's won so many, won five, six tournaments this year, something like that, as well as the Ryder Cup. You know, Ram believes that their equipment is great and leaving TaylorMade was probably one of the best things he did. He could, he could negotiate, had negotiating power as the world number three. So how does him going to live affect that deal? Because he was given like a percentage of, I think it was Top Golf, And Top Golf turns over 300 million a year. He was getting a percentage of that. Does that contract still stay in place? And the one thing that really irks me is I'm currently recording this on the 9th of the 12th, 2023. And if you look on Liv's feed for Twitter, Instagram, there are, there's three places available. There's three team spots available on the, on the teams that are on Liv. You know, it's a one shot. There's one guy, there's, you know, there's three, there's three places. No, there's not three places. Because if John Ram has just joined Liv with a team, they've gone from 14 teams to 15 teams, which means there's not three, there's six places available. And this is the biggest reason why Liv Golf and John Ram and everybody on it will never get 
official world ranking golf points because even Liv don't understand what's going on within their own company. There's no retribution for being on the tour or being crap on the tour. They introduced this draft system, which doesn't make any goddamn sense. It's just friends picking friends. When the Majestics, for instance, they've got three leaders, three of them, three, the Poulter, Westwood and Stenson are three co-captains. How can you have three co-goddamn captains on a team? Stupid. So that doesn't make any sense. There's no retribution. Westwood was poo, should have been off the tour. He's not off the tour because he's a co-captain or co-owner of a team. So they can't kick co-owners of a team. So all you're going to do is get players buy into teams. Captain, co-captain have two rotating now. Makes sense. But you can't have co-captain, captain, captain, and then one guy stood there scratching his ass going, well, why aren't I a captain? You can't have four captains, three captains on a team. That's just stupid. And as it stands, Live Golf are advertising there's three spots left. Well, with John Ram's new team, there's six spots left. So, yeah, Live don't know what they're doing. If they want some advice, come to anybody with a half a brain cell and they'll come up with a plan to get you your world ranking points and create a format that actually works, that people can understand. Because I tried to watch Live Golf three times this year, and all three times I fell asleep inside half an hour. But when they were at Greenbriars in New York, the, the, I, they teed off. It was three holes in, and then we had David Ferretti talk for 30 minutes about how the president had a bunker there. Nobody gives a toss, you dumb Irish git. We are here to watch the golf, not you chat shit about a clubhouse. We'd miss shot after shot after shot while he was chatting crap about a president owning a bunker at the clubhouse. I don't get you. I don't get you, Liv. You've had, you say we're quick in and out, do 30 minutes before or after, not during the damn play. Idiots. So, yeah, Liv, Ram, those are my thoughts. And I think the other reason he went was golf ball rollback. RNA, USJA are amateur organizations. They make the rules for golf. They think there's a problem with distance. There is a problem with distance in the pro game. And let's explain it. They want to take it so you're, they're going to do a 125 mile an hour swing that's or 120, 125, 127 mile an hour club head speed. At a 10 degree launch angle, the ball can go no further than 317 yards. Now, currently, it's 120 miles an hour, and the ball can go no further than 120 yards. But as brought up by Martin Borgmeier in his YouTube video the other day, my golf spy have already done a test with a ball that's being used on tour, not by the general public, but on tour. So the Pro V1 left dash and left dot, those are the balls that are Pro V1 and Pro V1X on tour. They're the Pro V1 and Pro V1X test balls for the next generation. And only the elite of the elite get to use them, but they've managed to get hold of some. And this Pro V1 left dash, at 115 miles an hour, 
with 10 degrees of launch went 329 yards. So there's your problem. The balls they're using are illegal to start with. But the balls that are being used by the 1% are not the balls being used by the consumer, the weekend warrior, the amateur golfer, the guy that, that just goes to the driving range twice a week because it's a stress relief, not because he wants a handicap. So the problem is with this new rollback is who's going to pay for it? We're going to pay for it as the consumer. We are going to pay for it because since I came back to golf in 2019, Pro V1 golf balls have gone from £40 a dozen to £55 a dozen. So in four years, they've gone up £15. I will bet my bottom dollar and I'll bet my career on it. And if this doesn't happen, I will quit golf. By the time 2030 rolls round, Pro V1 golf balls will not be £55 a dozen. They will be much, much more expensive. Five, ten, potentially up to £70 a box. Because we, the consumer, are going to have to pay for Jordan Spieth, Justin Thomas, Ian Poulter's sponsorship money and the cost of the R&D of this golf ball. And taking 10 yards off a pro is like taking 20 yards off an amateur. Personal opinion. We don't swing the club fast enough. We don't. So why are you punishing us for something that they do? Is the other argument. For instance, Christian Lamprecht, the big six foot eight guy that was leading the open for a while earlier in 2023, on the DP World Tour, I think Thursday or Friday, seventh, uh, eighth of December, hit a 418-yard drive, taking 10 yards off 418, ain't gonna do shit. But taking 10 yards off an amateur that only hits it 200 yards, which means on a par five. He's not even getting, he's not even going to get close to the green in three. He's not even going to get inside 50 yards in three shots. That's bad. And we're going to have to pay for this as consumers. <clears throat> so my advice to the USGA, the RNA, the USPGA and the DP World Tour and the PGA Tour or any tour is set your courses up better for golfers. Now, they're moaning about distance and distance and the courses are getting longer. They're getting too long for amateurs to play on. They're not long enough for the pros to play on. But did any money moan about the Open Championship being won on a golf course that was tight with tough rough and narrow fairways? No. It was won fairly by an American who didn't hit it very far because he didn't have to. Tiger won at the very same golf course in the open and only hit one driver all week. Which goes to show if golf courses are set up properly, they are a challenge for the professional golfer. If they average 280 to 310 yards, 
then put some bunkers out there at 280 and 310 yards. Put a stream, put a crossing, put something out there on these golf courses. Move tees closer, further forward to those hazards rather than further away. Ryder Cup golf course was perfect this year. They had that the little par four that you could hit a, hit a, a driver or a three wood on. Um, and the risk reward challenge was awesome. We saw, you know, Ricky Fowler stick it in the water and Tommy Fleetwood beat him for the Ryder Cup. I think that's excitement. That's what people want to see. That's what people want to go and see. I don't care whether a golfer is 20 under par every week. I just want to see some good golf because we're not capable of that. And I think they've got so gone down this rabbit hole of distance instead of looking at the other factors that are making golf such a, a crap sport at the minute and live on not doing anything better. And by the way, on live last point on live, John Ram said he's gone to live to bring awareness to golf. Good luck with that, John, because I've posted this before and I've posted it on Twitter. I got some hate for it, but Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, I've put the post out there that live average less than 300,000 views while it was on for the whole weekend. The PGA Tour, 1.7 million. So they're getting <laughs> not even a fifth of the viewership. So good luck spreading the golf to in a company that nobody's watching because nobody cares. And what makes it even worse for Liv and for John is if it, if it goes to a playoff on the CW, which it did, I think it was Greenbriars again. I'm sorry, I hit the, I hit the course, but they went to a playoff at that golf course and the CW went, no, we're going to, they, they were showing like, I don't know, Desperate Housewives reruns and they were unwilling to change their schedule because the live event was going to a playoff. That's how uncaring and second rate that whole thing is. When the company they've got a TV deal with doesn't give a shit about the result. <laughs> Sorry, but there it is. So, yeah, the, the, the other thing going back to the golf ball is the cost to consumers. And it's only going to cost the consumers more money. So I think this whole rollback thing is terrible. And the only other thing we can do, and this is a, the distant thing primarily has been a problem because they allowed manufacturers and OEMs to change the golf ball. Then they allowed manufacturers and OEMs to change the club heads. So the biggest thing is driving distance. And I mentioned Lamprec with that 418-yard drive. Now, would he be able to hit a 418-yard drive with a Callaway Warbird from 1992? I don't think he will. I think he'll hit it maybe 300, maybe 320, 330. So instead of changing the golf ball, let's change the clubs back. But the problem with changing the clubs back to where they were is the cost to the consumer, the average weekend warrior, the average golfer that doesn't hit it 300 yards, that doesn't even hit it 200 yards off the tee. It's always the average amateur golfer that is going to pay for that cost. And like I say, paying for that cost is a new set of golf clubs, Brand new, cheap set, you're looking at 300 quid, three to 500 pounds just to get you on the golf course. 
then you get a little bit better, then you go to the clubs, etc., etc. Then you're looking at something different. So now you're looking at proper sets, fittings, and you're probably looking two to three wedges, anywhere 150 to 300 pounds. You're looking five, say five to pitching wedge on average, normal settings. Uh, in terms of golfers, you're looking at a thousand pound for a set of irons. Then if you're ping, you're going to charge 300 pound for your hybrids. You're going to charge 500 pound for your fairway woods and six to 800 pounds for your driver. And if you have all those, you're talking six grand to play golf for maybe six months of the year in the UK. And now we're going to go, if, if, we, if they decide to change the club's heads back, everybody's club in everybody's bag, everywhere in the world is now illegal in five years. It gives you five years to save up for a new club that's worse than the one that you've already got. Fact. And OEMs don't want that. And they don't want that for the golf ball. They don't want a single, they don't want to change anything because they're making money now. That is the simple fact, and it's it's sad. And that's pretty much all I've got to say is the fact that it doesn't matter what happens, whether they if they change the clubs back, we end up paying a lot more. If they change the balls, we're going to pay more for the balls, without a doubt. But is it really going to affect the game? The RNA are looking at this arse backwards. The 1%, the top 3,000 golfers in the world, are just going to swing more up on their attack angle with more speed. The less talented of us, the bottom 1,000, old, you know, George at the golf club, who's been playing golf since 1952, has been playing for 70 years, he's 92 years of age, can barely swing a golf club 30 mile an hour. Taking five yards off him, it's probably going to mean his scores go from 120 to 140. And he's just going to quit the game. And when he quits the game, his friends quit the game, people around him quit the game, golf clubs, the uptick of golf is, is plateaued out. And doing this in five years is just going to make people walk away from the sport. And it will probably make me walk away. If it makes too much of a difference, I'm probably definitely going to give the sport up that simple let me know what you think in the comments uh like subscribe share what do you think of ram going to live what do you think of the ball being rolled back do i have some valid points don't forget to use a gym ball in your exercises if you're trying to protect an injury take a look at the new the vitamin cheat sheet i'm putting out on the blog and also don't forget this week I'll be putting up some club deals on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and the website. They will be available for just 48 hours. They are second-hand golf clubs. They're my old clubs and some clubs from the golf club. If you do want them, it's going to be $9.99 delivery or free pickup from Himmy Hall Golf Center. Have a great week, and I'll see you again soon. Bye-bye.